What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Amba TIS podcast with your host, yours truly, Jai Shields, back in the shop after taking last weekend off. Apologies for that. A uh, long time since talking to you all, in which uh, we last convened on a President's Day weekend. But I'm back. No, I have not gone anywhere. No, I have not contracted, thank God, the coronavirus. But I am still here, fresh, back loud, and... Better than ever here on this nice little, here on this uh, new episode of your favorite little uh, sports talk program. Uh, got a lot in store for you today uh, with no sports shutdown and uh, this will be like the real uh, big busy show until God knows how long uh, with this coronavirus that has really just killed me, killed millions of sports fans across America and uh has really uh, made its mark as far as uh civiliz as far as um human civilization is concerned. I'll get to that later on in the program. The NFL agreed to the new CBA earlier today here on a Sunday gave my thoughts on that and a couple of uh, NFL uh signings and trades. I mean, think about with the coronavirus wreaking havoc in practically every sport. The NFL is the only sport, how ironic, the biggest one out of all of them, and they're the only league and the only sport that's seemingly uh least affected by this coronavirus as they had news popping off the uh popping off the internet left and right, and I'll get to that later on in the program. But first, give you a little, little wrap up of a few things that have happened uh with my life and in and around the world of sports recently. Uh first things first wanna get this on the board. Uh congratulations to my guys at uh, my school, Archbishop Curley High School, for winning the 2019-2020 MIAAB Conference Basketball Championship. Uh, they finally uh, got a Gersell up out of there, who who, uh, kick, who kicked our ass every single time we turn around. Uh, you know, lost them in the playoffs in back-to-back years, and with a back-to-back uh, champions until they got mo- uh, promoted up to the A Conference, where they absolutely Bit up the joint, uh, in uh, the 2019-2020 uh, high school basketball season, but now that they weren't there, obviously we were the best team in the conference, and we turned out to be, as we took care of business and brought home the championship, first championship, first basketball championship in our school's history since 2001. So congrats to those guys on the board: Caleb Johnson, all-time leading scorer; my man Josh Knapp. Uh, Maurice Reed, the manager, um, uh, Nyon, my man Nyon, uh, Dasani White, and this, and uh, Denari Boykin, just to name a few. So congratulations to those guys. Um, number two, um, the day I recorded my last podcast back in uh, mid-late February, I got news. I don't know if you guys have noticed and paid attention to my Twitter account and everything else, but... You know, my dream college is to go to the University of uh, South Carolina down in Columbia. Went on a college visit back in November. Went to the Appalachian State and South Carolina game uh, back in November. Enjoyed the experience. Fell in love with the school and everything else. And uh, I applied there um, over this this past uh, winter. And got the letter back saying, uh, matter of fact, let me read it to you so I can get it. Uh, verbatim, um, because it's uh, it's a uh, cause it's important I get this on the board. 
But um, it said this was said. It said this is February twenty uh, fourth. So the last time I I uh, released an episode. So so uh, so about a few weeks back. So there you go. Uh, dear Jai, thank you for your interest in the University of South Carolina. This year we received a record number of applications and admission has grown increasingly competitive. I mean, come on, it's top school. What do you think? I don't know that anyway. Um, after much consideration, we get to inform you that we are unable to offer you admission into our university at this time. So basically saying that we've received so many applicants and so many applications that we basically put like a number of which ones we automatically disperse. We don't look at it. We don't read your essay, whatever. So we just try. That's neither here nor there. But they allowed me to to uh, transfer in the future is what I'm planning to do. But but the good news leads to on Friday when I got in the mail, Stevenson University, which is about about ten minutes away from uh, my from where I live. That believe it or not, the site the university the site is on is at the old is on is on the same their stadium their athletic complex is on the same street same address basically the same locale as where the Baltimore Colts old um training facility was of course Baltimore Colts left in March of 1984 and bailed out onto Indianapolis but the univer- you know the complex is right you know it's where the uh, it's where the Baltimore Colts uh where the Baltimore Colts old uh, complex was. So think about this for a minute. I live about five minutes away from the Ravens' current practice facility and about ten minutes from the Colts' old practice facility. So so that how about that? But anyway, Stevenson University is where is where is the is um the company that occupies the space now. They um I got accepted into the university on Friday. Um uh and they offered me a twelve thousand eight hundred dollars scholarship with a grant of four thousand dollars. So good so we got the good news and that still have you know, Towson UMBC yet to be decided, but that could be my uh, school of uh, location. Whenever I whether it be in September, uh, October or December, who knows with this with this damn coronavirus, you never know. But uh, that will be where I will begin my college, ac- uh, my college education, um, for the next four years and hopefully, uh, transfer to the University of uh, South Carolina. Uh, that's the second thing. Third thing is Tony Romo saves for CBS. That was a big, uh, conversation. The first month of the NFL offseason is Tony Romo, Tony Romo going to be, you know, is he going to go to the, uh, network ESPN or CBS, you know, ESPN do Monday night football and get paid a ridiculous amounts of money. There was talks about Al Michaels potentially joining him, but NBC was having no parts of it. Al is about what a f- about a f- mm, two years left on his NBC deal, um, not the twenty twenty season but the twenty twenty one season will be his last year of his NBC contract. He's uh getting up there in age. The twenty twenty one Super Bowl, Super Bowl fifty six, will be broadcasted on NBC and played in the city where Al Michaels resides in Los Angeles, California. So that could be his uh, coup de grace to his illustrious broadcasting career, doing many a world's, doing World Series, 
Monday Night Football, Miracle on Ice, Sunday Night Football, and many Super Bowls for the Great Al Michaels. Tony Romo, even though CBS did offer him top dollar, Tony Romo stays loyal to CBS. He'll be sitting along there with Nance, uh, with this new, not the new collective, uh, not, excuse me, uh, depending on what happens between the networks when their uh, next contract negotiation which is up after, I believe, the 2021 or 2022 season. I think it's the 2022 season is when the uh, TV contract is up between all the networks in the NFL. He Tony Romo could be the, if they if CBS, which you would expect they would, knowing, especially knowing as CBS, outside of that little hiatus they had in the 90s, have been broadcasting for football games since the mid-50s. So CBS and the NFL are joined at the hip, and unlike Fox and unlike NBC, CBS doesn't have a a pro sports league that it has you know that it has its rights to. NBC ha- NBC has the NHL, and Fox has um, and Fox of course uh, has Major League Baseball. C- CBS is uh, college football, college basketball. Golf and the NFL is 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 its only and big premier, uh, pro sports league that it broadcasts. I mean, the NFL is CBS's cash cow, and so most likely, and you know, nothing's set in stone yet. Nothing's an absolute promise, but um, Tony Romo could be the broadcaster for for CBS for the next decade, if uh, if CBS and the NFL reach an agreement after this current one expires in the next couple of years. But at the most, he'll be a broadcaster for the next uh, three years for CBS, including uh, being alongside Jim Nance to broadcast his uh, second Super Bowl come uh, next January in uh, Tampa for Super Bowl uh, 55. So we get that on the board. Uh, and then I got a, and I got a couple things to uh, stream about, and then I'll take a break. And then okay, uh, number one, number one thing I got to stream about. One world was was I don't, I've never heard of this uh this rapper this singer again. Wouldn't know if he found her, and most likely because her music probably stinks anyway. Uh, but can someone please explain to me why the heck Megan the Stallion was on was on a uh, first take a few weeks uh, about a week and a half two weeks ago. Can can someone explain that to me, please? Why why in the world was she on first take? First take, okay. ESPN Sports Sports Network focused on sports programming, and first take is a sports debate show. I can't. I, I again, it's not like Spike Lee, and I get to him in a minute. It's not like Spike Lee. It's not like any of these celebrities that we know that are big time sports fans. You can sit down for twenty minutes and have a, and have an intelligent conversation about you know about sports. They brought her in, and she goes you know st- you know goes in a soliloquy about how her and James Harden are tight or whatever. And then and Stephen and Stephen A is like, all right, enough of this nonsense. Again, nobody and they start off the interview asking about Megan Thee Stallion, how 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 we should feel, how she should feel about being a woman in the rap industry. Like the people who watch ESPN give two craps about about uh, about Megan Thee Stallion. Who it's not M- MTV at the Breakfast Club, guys. It's First Take ESPN. Okay, wrong network. Wrong show, okay. You can assess that on the Breakfast Club with Charlemagne the God. You know this is this is not the venue and this is not the network and this is not the place for that, okay. You want to go on go on the Breakfast Club and talk about it. Up in Manhattan, up in Manhattan, you can go ahead and talk about it. 
Go on, go on Howard Stern on Sears and talk about it. Okay? Go, go on uh, my, go on my pal uh, Mike Babchick show, Morning Men, on a Matt Nooks West Radio, and and he can crack jokes and be and be funny for thirty minutes and gross you out. And we'll talk about it there. But no, on first take, with Steve Day Smith and next coming sitting there, ESPN, the quote unquote, you know, the worldwide leader in sports, the big empire that has become ESPN. Nobody in America gives two craps about Megan the Stallion and her and her rap career and women. Nobody cares. Nobody. And when Steve Nagy is like, all right, let's get off this nonsense and you know start one of the, you know Steve Nagy's basketball guy. He you know he wants to break down basketball. And Steve Nagy asked him, right, your your thoughts on Mike D'Antonio on a, on a job he's done so far this season? She, I swear to God, this is what she said. Who? Mike D'Antoni, the coach of the Houston Rockets. Mike D'Antoni, pay attention. Mike D'Antoni, your your boy, your boy James Harden. That 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 that's just, that's the guy he answers to. Get the guy that he gives plays to. That that that's his guy. That that's his boss. That's his supervisor. That's the guy he reports to. Who? The head coach of the Houston Rockets. You heard of him? Gee whiz. The guy the guy who can't coach his way out of a out of a playoff series of his life depended on it. That's who he is. My God. You, you sip here and you sip here, you quote unquote, you're a James Harden fan and you're from Houston. You, watch a ball game. Watch a ball game. Anyway. Moving on. Knicks are the worst, okay? With this Spike Lee nonsense. Uh, Spike Lee, who, as he went on first take early in the week, the week that they had Megan V again. You heard of... I w- again, I wouldn't know Megan V Stallion if she fell on me or if she knocked on my door. And I wouldn't listen to her music, and I wouldn't watch a concert of hers. If you put it in my backyard, I'd draw the blinds. I'm not interested. And I did my work, and I did my homework as far as awards and and uh, and uh, and fame is concerned. As far as as far as uh, women rappers are concerned, she ain't a patch on Queen Latifah's ass. But anyway, it's neither here nor there. The next or the worst, okay. Let me get this straight. Spike Lee, who has spent basically an arm and a leg, okay? Celebrities, you know, they, they can get discounts. They can go in there and bit for free because it's good advertising and it's good publicity for the franchise. Not Spike Lee. Spike Lee puts his money where his mouth is, like, like a regular fan, and goes there and pays money, season tickets, kit, sit courtside, watch this disgusting, decrepit, embarrassing basketball team of the New York Knicks attempt to win basketball games. What he say? He paid about he's about thirty million dollars, and God knows how, and you know, in a X amount of time. And and the New York Knicks and James Dolan treat him that way. Again, if there was change, like he said, if there was changes to the rule, fine. But as a courtesy to a person that's been going to the garden for thirty years, more than that for what? 40, 40 plus. I mean, he he was sent up there telling Stephen A. How when he was a kid, he would he would sneak his way into Madison Garden to go watch Nick games. 
Sneak. 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 Matt Madison Madison Square Garden was was a Madison Madison Square Garden and the Knicks have been have have they they've been together more than uh, Spike Lee in the movie business has. Before he was an Oscar winning director, filmmaker, uh, movie writer, it's it's him and the Knicks. You know, he, I mean. Uh, and, I lo- and I love that about sports too. How it kind like it humanizes celebrities, especially if they, especially if they're like from a, a town or from a certain area that they've been rooting for, like their hometown team, like their whole life. You know, it it, it 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 what unites us. You know, Spike Lee, Spike Lee, and Stephen A. have had the Knicks the whole lives. I've had the Orioles. And no matter how and no matter how rich or how big or how big you get, whether it's Stephen A. or Spike or me in the future, you'll always you always be attached to your to your favorite to that one sports team that you just have a die hard, lifelong commitment for and a and a and a uh, commitment to and a love for. I mean, he, he you, you saw the interview. Telling story, telling stories that he was a little kid. He he'd sneak into the garden, go to the next games. He's been in that venue for over forty years, and has spent millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars towards that franchise. He he buys the gear, he wears the merchandise, he goes out on television and supports them, and endorses them, roots for them, go pays millions of dollars for courtside season tickets. Everything, whole nine yards. For a guy's been going to Nick games since he was a little kid, and been paying millions for courtside seats since he became Spike Lee, the big, the big time movie movie producer, Oscar award winning the whole bit. Spent millions of dollars for the Knicks for the last twenty five, thirty years. And this is and this is how the Knicks and James Dolan repairs them by basically humiliating and attacking them. If there was a policy, all right, fine. There's a policy change, but you, but you couldn't at least be that. You couldn't have enough decency to like give the give the guy a notice. Again, what he also said on first take on his interview. If he's a day or whatever late. Paying the deposit on the season tickets, then it doesn't matter if he's in New York, Los Angeles, Vegas, New Orleans, or in uh, Bora Bora. His phone's ringing off the hook. If he's a a, a day, a couple hours, whatever the case might be, if if the if the Knicks and Dawn don't have his money, phone's ringing off the hook. They but they but they couldn't explain them a policy change. When he's put his blood, sweat, and tears and, and, his, and his money into this franchise, he's loved long before Dolan even bought this sorry team. And, and, and he pays good money, you know, sit courtside to watch this disgrace of this decrepit organization attempt to win basketball games. And this is how the Knicks are paying. That's a joke. What a, that, that, that's, that's a disgrace. On, 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 honest to God, that that's a disgrace. James Dolan, um, th- three worst owners in sports. 
Dolan, Mike Brown, Peter Angelos. And the worst and the wor and and the worst one out of all three is James Dolan. What a clown. Anyway, two more things, then we'll take a break. Okay, can Draymond Green be quiet? Uh, Jack and Charles Barkley with the triples. Uh, Draymond, it's a joke, okay? The triples thing, it's a joke, okay? It's supposed to be lighthearted. He, he, laugh it off, okay? And Charles Barkley is right, okay? You are a role player. Again, he, he said, you know Justin Timberlake on InSync, okay? You, you are a role player. You played on a team with three Hall of Famers on it and Durant, Curry, and Klay Thompson. And Andre Iguodala at one point, who was is, who is better than you, he won NBA Finals MVP. Okay? You're 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 a role player that that knows you're a role player that knows how to me, that knows how to mesh on a uh, on a good team with a bunch of superstars. That's it. That's it. This see this season, Draymond, Draymond, you want to hear Draymond Green stats? He's at he's averaged eight points, eight points. Six rebounds and six assists. And shooting 38% from the field. And 27% from th- from three. He's a role he's a, he's a role player. That's that's all he's good for. He's he, he's not he's nothing but a role player. A role player. And all you guys out there is basically hyping up Draymond Green as if he is Charles Barkley. The proof's in the pudding. Cause, cause when the, cause when the guy basically has to be his own one man show and there's no Steph and no Clay, and Kevin Durant is across the country with Bro- he, he even though he's hurt, but with Brooklyn, the the guy's an average role player. That's all he is. An average role player with an with an attitude problem. That's all he is. He's he's a three time All Star, three time NBA champion by hap, by happenstance. He's he's no Charles Barkley. What what because Charles Barkley isn't an NBA champion that makes Draymond Green better than he is. That's you know that you know that's the equivalent of that's the equivalent of Trent Dilfer. Of Brad Johnson, or uh, Nick Foles calling out Dan Marino because Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl. But Dan, but even if okay, okay, fine. But even st- he's still a better player. Just what? Just because you either got lucky. Or it was your quote, you know, to quote, quote the phrase "a miracle," your time, or you rode the coattails of Hall of Famers. That means that you're no Draymond. Shut up. You're not. You're not as good as Charles Barkley. Never have. Never will be. He's better than you. Shut up. You you got you guys are the the worst team in the Western Conference and one of the worst teams in basketball. 
Granted, uh, injury has something to do with it, but like I like I know and like I suspected, Draymond Green Draymond Green is no Charles Barkley under any circumstances. Enough. Last thing I'll get to break. Trey Mancini came out that he had colon cancer, had a colonoscopy, had the tumor removed, says he's doing fine. Uh, I know he'll have amp, uh, an, an ample amount of, uh, amp, excuse me, and a large ample amount of time to recover uh, from the surgery because God knows when we'll be back to playing baseball again. But it is what it is. Take a break, get to this coronavirus, got tons of things to say. Back right after this. it is hard no sports for about a month or two maybe even three months oh my gosh almighty gosh darn right it's hard oh my gosh welcome back to the Amatelica TIS podcast uh with your host Josh Shields um switching gears now I gotta talk about it um there's no way I can't talk about it and bring it up this coronavirus Postpones the NBA season. Word came out earlier today that the NBA is eyeing it's suspended at the minimum for 30 days. But, but according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, wow, I'm surprised I got his name right on the first try. Uh, owners and ex- NBA executives are bracing to a mid to late June as the best case scenario for NBA return, which could include families games. Of course, the NBA mid June is when they play their finals. But it looks like if the NBA returns in June, they won't play their finals until August, which I would imagine would at least delay the start of their uh, of um of uh the 2020-2021 NBA regular season by at least a couple weeks or two, depending. It all depends on um on how things go um from uh from here on out. Um so the NBA season is postponed until further notice because Rudy Gobert, the idiot, uh, decided to mock and troll the coronavirus and it touched on and the news came out that he had it spread it down to the mid. So it's just a complete mess. NBA season's postponed until further notice. March Madness, it came out at first earlier last week that they were going to play without fans. And then when Duke and Kansas basically said, uh, we're not traveling throughout the, you know, while this academic is hot, uh, they just said, screw it. And they uh, canceled the whole thing. So there's no, so there's no March Madness today. March 15th would have been selection Sunday. And this upcoming Thursday, the 19th, uh, should have been uh, the first day of uh the first day in the first round of the tournament 
but it looks like that will not ha not looks like it will that will not uh seem to be the case um which uh, you know if you're a sport if you're a sports fan if you're a college basketball fan it uh it makes you sick and you don't like it because uh you know this is one of the greatest uh, I think this event is better than the Olympics, me personally. I mean, I, certain things about the Olympics I just can't get into. This is this is a, I, my this is just me talking, but in my opinion, this is a far better uh, um, sporting event. You know, Super Bowl is one game, but uh, even though that's an event, but it but it only but it's just it's a one day event. You know, March Madness. The Olympics, those are like those last for about two, you know, two, two, three weeks. But um, but this event, me personally, I think is better than the Olympics, which is ironic that nothing has been said or done about the postponement or the cancellation of the twenty twenty games in Tokyo. I mean, it's so that's that's the biggest event that's the closest as far as geographic location to the epicenter of this of the coronavirus yet nothing's been said about whether it be postponed canceled or whatever the case might be so that at least for now will be on but i guarantee you the world it, it shouldn't be this shouldn't be as bad as we should be we shouldn't be in the muck of it uh come uh mid come uh, late july early august when when it's supposed to be a time where all the uh where all the sports uh leagues and life itself should be around uh back to normal but uh, no March Madness, which, uh, you know, if you're a sports fan, makes you sick. You love filling out the brackets. You love watching, uh, you know, Selection Sunday at 5, five 6 o'clock. Uh, you know, watching college basketball from essentially 12 noon till about a quarter to uh, midnight from, uh, th from uh, Thursday through uh, Sunday during that, uh, what? During that four day, you know, four days out the week, you're watching, uh, watching essentially college basketball all day long until the first uh, Saturday or excuse me, the first weekend in April when you have the Final Four in the national championship game. You know, it sucks, and uh, my and this and I was planning on having this, you know, having a nice little selection Sunday show breaking down the games and the brackets and everything else and. You know, we we weren't on uh last uh, last year's tournament, and now this year's tournament is not even going to happen. So this show, we will no, we'll we'll be doing this by what two? It'll be two years come next March, and we won't have an, and we wouldn't have covered, uh one uh NCAA men's tournament, uh which uh, which I don't like about that either, and the women's tournament of course, uh is canceled as well. Uh, and with the coronavirus also suspends MLB spring training. God knows when I'll start back up again. Postpone starts the opening day when I'm here until at least the beginning of May at the earliest. <sighs> real depressing time if you're a sports fan. Real depressing time, you know. No, no box, no box score to look at. No stats to keep it to keep track of. No, uh. No, no scores, no sports center highlights, you know, no, uh, no, no live action tweets of the games, none of that for the next month, for the next month or two. And, 
No, if you like me, when when you uh, if you like me, whose life uh, is built around and and lives and falls and rises and falls and revolves around sports, it's a pretty uh, dwelling and depressing time. I I, I can sure I can assure you that. I mean this this is gonna suck and this is gonna stink for a long long time. No. No, it's bad enough. No March Madness. Then you got no NBA, no MLB spring training. Opening days pushed back, and then and then no and then no XFL. They 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 cancel the rest of. The, they guaranteed that they'll play twenty twenty one and beyond. But they could. But like the AAF, they couldn't even get through a uh, a full season. Now AAF is a little different. They did themselves in. You know, XFL is the coronavirus, an unfortunate set of circumstances. But again, but even no basketball, no baseball, also no uh, no XFL, and the Masters are suspended. So I mean, it is just a terrible, terrible time. You know, if you're a sports fan, of course, people's health and well-being are you know top priority. Of course, especially when you have uh, quite a few athletes that have already contracted and tested positive for the coronavirus. But even still, I mean, it it is just horrible. Have basically having to live life for the next month and a half, two months with no sports, you know. And and there's only so much that watching sports, and there's only so much that watching sports movies and reruns of your, of, cla- of old classic, you know, games, you know, can do for you. Because you know, because um, like I like I told our, our little pal Brendan. Um, before I start, before I uh, went on air, it's like, you know, so sports, sports is not like TV shows where you can, where you can enjoy watching a rerun just, just as much as you do, uh, as, as just as much as if you were watching it, uh, on TV for the first time. Sports, sports is different because it's live. It's, it's, unpre- it's, it's unscripted. It isn't, you know. It's un. It's unpredictable. You know. You you never you never know what's coming. It always you know leaves you on edge. That's why I said, I think the last episode I did, uh, back in back in February, you know, sp- sports is the ultimate reality show, and you know when it's when it's when it's not there, especially when you love it and you crave it and you basically built your life and your. Uh, not built your life, but you've built like your likes and dislikes, and your life kind of revolves around sports. It can make it out to be uh, very challenging, to say the least. And uh, somehow, some way, we're gonna have to uh, get through it. And I don't know how, but we honestly we have no choice. Uh Jeez, I mean, it's just going to be very, 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 very difficult. Especially if you're, you know, if you're like me and you got to, uh, and you do radio, you do TV programs and podcasts, around based of, you know, when sports is is uh, is the platform, is a to- is the uh, main topic of conversation. So I mean, I don't know what we got to do. I mean, I get creative, uh, you know. Movie reviews and uh, I'll make sure I get some guests on the felt the airtime. Buddy Jake from uh, Jake Simmons from Simmons on Sports, who we haven't had on since the last summer. I'll make you know make sure that uh, I'll make it a top priority that we get him on the program. 
get my brother back on here so he can wax poetic about Russell Wilson. It's tough to take, but at this point, we have no choice. So, you know, have him on in the future. And buddy Brendan, have him on as well. Uh, And who knows if we get that desperate and we are that... uh, out of ideas of uh, topic of conversation, we'll have one Mike from Orange County. <laughs> I'm joking, Mike. You know, you, you listen. You know, I love you. I'm joking. You're you you welcome anytime, and by any time, I'm, I'm probably means uh, during this coronavirus uh, epidemic because I will need a Mike in Orange County in the worst way for me and him to go on for about an hour to uh, break down Kareem, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's. Uh, UCLA Bruins with uh, Doc Wooden, or excuse me, with uh, John Wooden, and uh, and the breakdown of the 2002 World Series with the Angels and uh, the Angels and Giants. So we we might need Mike in Orange County to get us through a couple shows while this ep- epidemic is still going on, because God knows when we'll be back to regular life talking sports, but. Hopefully, you just got to hit your knees and pray that it isn't as long as everybody thinks it will be. Who knows? Uh, take a br- I'll get. I'll get. I'll get to uh, who to blame as far as this coronavirus and who's at fault and this and that. I'll get to that next episode. But for this one, I just wanted just to give you the lowdown for. Uh, you know, from a sports perspective, because there's been a lot that's uh, going on. But I'll uh, take a break, get to some NFL off-season news, including them, including the players and the owners agreeing to a new collective bargaining agreement. Back right after this. Sunshine when she's gone. It's not warm when she's away. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone, and she's always gone too long. Anytime she goes away, wonder this time where she's gone. Wonder if she's gone to stay. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. This house just ain't no home Anytime she goes away Boy, doesn't this describe my feeling right now And I know, 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 I know Ain't no sunshine when the sports are gone And this house just ain't no home without it Oh my boy It's gonna be rough sunshine when the sports are gone let me tell you um welcome back to i'm gonna tell like a tis podcast um switching gears now like i brought up in the beginning it's funny the the sport that's least affected by this that's basically going about it as close to business as usual as possible is the nfl and uh and we got uh some actual news of actual uh talking points to get to um to get to uh this segment the last segment of the program uh NFL passes new uh CBA much to my chagrin and much to the uh 
players making a big bucks chagrin. Uh, Michael Thomas, Richard Sherman, just to name a few. Um, 17-game regular season, which will be in the works for 2021. 2020 season will basically be the uh, last and the coup de grace to uh, to uh, the uh, regular 16-game, 17-week regular season schedule. Um, they'll add extra two playoff. They'll add extra the extra two, uh, well, one in each uh, conference, but the seventh seed in each, which I don't like with giving the uh, giving the number one seed the bye and the two having to play the seven and having uh, three wild card games on both days a wild card weekend. Um, Again, I, I mean, I mean, I know in in the state that we are now, with when you know when you're stuck with no sports, how you know having three playoff games and two having six playoff games in two days is nice. And believe me, come that first weekend in January, uh, you know whether it be me being here at uh at my current home or somewhere at Stevenson University, whatever the case might be. You know, I'll, I'll be in. Uh, of course, I'll be into it, and I'll watch, and I'll be, you know, my eyes be glued to the TV. But again, just because I just because I like the idea of more football, that doesn't mean that it should be the path that should that should be taken. Um, especially with the NFL, less is more. You want you want the fans, and you want the fan base. Always wanting and craving uh, more football. You don't actually want to like give it to them and overplay your hands to the point where it's too much. You know they've done that with the Thursday night football and half of America. You know mo- most of the players can't stand Thursday night football and the fans really can't get into it either, I, unless of course like their favorite team is playing or whatever. If they're betting, whatever the case might be. Um, but the things I don't like it, I don't like it how how the second seed, you know, the it'll be the last time you'll see uh the you know it's uh you know it's kind of a memento you know it'll be the last time you'll see teams like the Kansas City Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers uh be a two seed with the first round by. Granted, uh, they realize which I hope they do realize this is an asinine idea. And they and they trash the freaking thing because it is a complete and utter joke, you know. I I don't I I don't know about you, me personally. I don't want this thing to succeed whatsoever. I mean, I just again I don't like the idea. I mean, it's no coincidence that all the other sports, NBA, NHL, MLB, all the other major professional sports leagues, they play an even number amount of games in their regular season, eighty two, one sixty two. You can't have a you can't have a, a regular season where you have an even even number of teams, and an e- an even number of teams in your league, an even number of teams in each division, and an even number of uh, divisions in each conference, east, west, south, and north. Four teams, four divisions, and two conferences with thirty teams. It's even numbers all over the place. So it's so the formula is made for the system to work, and they screw it all up, adding this having an odd number amount of game, 
I mean, okay, if you want to extend it, fine, but don't ha- don't extend it from a sixteen game season to a seventeen game regular season. Extend it from an eight from a sixteen. What I like the if they're going to expand it, do it the way I heard talks about it. You know, back back in the fall, back in the summer. You know, back in the fall. You know, if you want to extend the season, have it, move it from sixteen games to eighteen games. Don't move it from sixteen to seventeen and have like that odd number in there where you'll be stuck in a situation where you'll have teams basically playing an even, having basically playing an uneven amount of home versus road games. That, that that's not fair. That that's that's not fair, and it's a disadvantage, especially when it comes to playoff seeding. And winning a division and who goes because like well obviously you, you did better than X because because you had an extra home game. You know and 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 didn't explain about well with the division our teams no matter what still going to have to play each opponent in their division twice. Which I which I would imagine they should just to avoid even extra conflict. The whole thing, the whole thing is stupid. It's 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 completely asinine. Extending the season for one, which I which I'm against, and two, if you're going to extend it, you don't extend it to the point where you play an odd number of regular season games. You don't do that. You go from sixteen to 18 or if you wanted to go crazy go 16 to 20 you can't sit up here and have a fluid and have a fluid season and a fluid schedule when you're when you have teams playing an odd number of games to the point where to the point where teams will be playing one extra or one less home game than the other and then you got to do a playoff seeding and, and the effects that takes. And then the confusion of whether you'll still be still have to play uh, six divisional games. I mean, it's a joke. 70 games. All be, why? Because, because these greedy, money-hungry, rich, wealthy, entitled owners... They, if money were a drug, they'd be ODing on it like they'd be ODing on it like crack, like uh, Demi Lovato OD'd on heroin. I mean, I mean, give, I mean, my goodness gracious! But, ooh, gimme, 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 gimme. It's 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 more it's more money, more. Oh my god! How how rich and how wealthy do you have to be? How how much money do you need? How much money should you have? You don't need that much. You don't need and you shouldn't crave that much. My gosh, the greed with these owners is ridiculous. How much money do you want? Now, that's all it is. I can care less about the fans. I can care less about the players. It's just, ooh, more money. Gimme, 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 gimme. Ooh, an, ooh, an extra game. Ooh, one, one more, one more extra game. Tickets we can sell. Ooh, one more game. Get TV contract. Who's gonna make a boatload of money off of? Ooh, advertising dollars. Ooh, money, 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 money. Gee whiz, they're they're worse they're worse they're worse than Mr. Krabs on SpongeBob for crying out loud. Chasing every buck because it's so greedy for 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 a nickel they they can't control themselves. It's ooh, gimme, 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 gimme. More is never enough. Enough. It's always more, 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 more. Greed, 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 greed. I, 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 what I want, more, more, more money. Money, 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 money. 
Excessive greed for these owners. Oh my God. How you don't need that much. Nor should you want that much. Most of y'all got more money you can count anyways. If you're the Jerry Joneses of the world, you're not you're not too far away from uh from the uh, uh from the Grim Reaper knocking on your door per se. You realize you can't take that money and that wealth with you. And if God forbid people, you know, old owners like Jerry Jones or Bobby Kraft were to die tomorrow, their their sons would be in good shape. They ain't starving. My gosh. I won't just get on the play, on the owners too. It's the players' fault too, because they had because in order for this thing to go through, the players have to agree on it. And Joe Mixon said it best on his Instagram page. A lot of these players basically because in a new agreement now smoking now smoking weed basically isn't against NFL policy anymore. And Joe Mixon said it best. A lot of y'all really like sold out just so you could smoke weed without any repercussions. And he's right. For one, smoking weed is bad for you. Okay, it can cause lung and throat cancer like smoking cigarettes does. The THC in it isn't good for you either. It smells terrible. And it's and it's a gateway drug d- that can lead you to do way worse drugs than smoke than uh, marijuana. Despite all of despite all of its health benefits, it it can kill you just as much as it just as much as it can hurt uh, come to your um, aid and benefit. And and he, and he put it perfectly. He hit the nail on the head. A lot of these guys basically sold themselves out just so they could just so they could get high without any repercussions which is a disgrace you love weed that much you shouldn't be playing football but, but again the players have no right and they, they and again, again the Richard Sherman's of the world none of them JJ Watt none of them Keep your mouth shut. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear you complain about Thursday night football. I don't want to hear you complain about your body hurt, body hurting. I don't want to hear about back and head, neck problems down the future. Eh, I don't want to hear it. Cause you had the chance to uh, to uh, make a statement and to put your foot down for what you for what for what you believed in, what was right, and what you and your beliefs and your ideals. And major and the majority of your conspicuancy, um, you know, bowed in favor to to the owners of the NFL and and the league owners. So I I don't, don't want to hear I don't want to hear any more moaning and groaning and complaining and belly aching about about nothing because because you lost your right to that when you basically signed off your rights. To the to the owners, just so just in hindsight, so you guys can basically get high without without worrying about being suspended or being uh, drug tested for it. Because basically, what the majority of y'all did basically sold out sold out your rights as a football player, just so you guys can get high. 
instead of base, instead of taking a step back and saying, Let, wait a minute, let me lose the battle here with the weed thing so we can win the war and get what we want. And now these players, you know, start moaning, groaning, but you have to play a guy to play a 17 game regular season and how it's unfair that, you know, X, that this team plays a, you know, plays one more home game than, than whoever it might be. They can't sit up there and complain. Because, because when the time came for them to put their foot down and to make a message and for them to do something about it, they didn't do it. So I don't, I don't want to hear him complain. I don't want to hear Richard Sherman. I don't want to hear J.J. White. I don't want to hear anybody. Get what you signed up for. And I and I hate this new labor I hate it. Well, I like the idea of having three football games on on a Saturday and Sunday and Wild Card weekend. You're damn right I do. But in, but in hindsight, is it what I want? Would would I sacrifice having an extra playoff game on both days, so we can have an even number of regular season uh, games played in the season? I'll sacrifice that. I mean, then the NFL try this like nineteen ninety three, nineteen ninety four, and it blew up in their face dramatically. What 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 makes them think? What makes them think it's gonna it's gonna work well now? And 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 another thing, I don't want to hear anybody sit here going crazy with these records either. I mean, it's bad enough that that the league is already um, basically the rule book and the regulations is basically built for the offenses to succeed and and thrill with it. It's, it's a passing offensive driven league, which hurt which. Kind of hurts the credibility of the record books to begin with, anyway. And and you do yourself no favors when you add yourself a regular season game. So I don't want to hear. Will he? Will he beat Dan Marino? Will he beat uh, Favre? Will he beat Manning? Or he beat Brady or whatever? You know, a few years down. I don't want to hear that because you because because you're playing on a compromised schedule. It's an uneven playing field. Those guys played played in a sixteen game regular season schedule. You guys are playing one extra game, which again I find completely asinine, especially considering the fact that it's an odd number amount of games seventeen. You, I mean, do do the NFL? I know it's been like quite a few decades since the since these NFL owners have been in college. But do they realize that uh, seventeen is not an even number that you can split in half right down the middle? Again, if you want more than sixteen, move it to eighteen. Don't sit up here and meet in this awkward, quirky ground of seventeen games and expect it to be just peachy. You know when when teams and fan bases and players moan and groan and complain when it comes to an unfairness of schedule because an, because this certain team, you know, played one more home game than than this other sort of team. And what are you going to do? Basically, have every team play a neutral site game. Un- until twenty thirty, when the, when this uh, CBA, uh, you know, g- uh, is up. Stupid, whole, whole, the whole whole thing is dumb. It's it's just it's just plain stupid. 
It, it's stupid that, that the players that the players would bend to the owners like that. It's stupid that they essentially would sell themselves out just so they can smoke the weed. It's stupid that we that we had that the that the regular season is expanded by an extra game to an even number amount of games. It's stupid that you add an extra playoff team. Like like you guys didn't learn your lesson, basically having to watch that that uh that substandard subpar um slugfest for the division between the Eagles and the Cowboys. And having to deal with eight and eight and seven and nine teams and lackluster inferior nine and seven teams making the playoffs, going up against, essentially going up against number two seeded teams that could be at the best fifteen and one, if we have a sixteen and zero team or whatever like that, or the or the or at a worst twelve and four going up, going up against a team that's eight and nine. Or 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 uh, nine and eight. I mean, seriously, the whole whole thing is stupid. Not having not having the second team being able to have a buy, which they which they should deserve as being the second best team, especially especially if it gets into a situation where they don't get the number one seed by by a game. Thirteen, you know. A uh, thirteen and three team has to essentially play a wild card weekend while a fourteen and two team gets gets a bye. Stupid! I, I hate that freaking new CBA. Can't stand it. Makes my butt itch. I cannot take it. Can't stand it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. There's not one. Th- the only thing I love about it is the fact that 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 it'll give me three. Ga- that essentially will give me six games on Wild Card Weekend. That's it. That's it. Everything else I can't stand. I can't stand the extended regular season. I can't stand the odd, odd amount of of regular season games. I can't stand the extra playoff seed added in each conference. And I can't stand the fact that the number two seed essentially has to play a wild card weekend instead of having a first round bye and a home playoff game to boot. Can't stand it. Anyway, get a couple of uh, off-season news as far as signings are concerned. Ryan Tannehill uh, breaks the bank with the Titans. Titans obviously making a sign that they are not going to go after Tom Brady, which uh, which is understandable. I guess they're planning on getting a quarterback of, uh, in the future. I guess what it would look like. Ryan Tannehill, of course, is no you know he's not a franchise quarterback by any stretch of the imagination, and it's a little weird considering the Titans were giving that money, considering that uh, he at best is a game manager, and when it came time for him to basically go down the field and and rally up the troops, uh, as and when I refer to the troops, meaning the Titans' offense, in uh in the second half of the AFC Championship game against Kansas City, I and I'm not saying now. Granted, Ryan Tannehill, of course, we know what we're getting, but still, in all fairness, he didn't, he he just didn't get it done because that's just not who he is. I mean, he he's he's a you know he's the twenty he's twenty seventeen Blake Bortles is what he is. I mean if. 
I mean, I got to be quite honest. I mean, he's, I mean, we got the guy is not going to be the one that's going to rally the troops and take him down the field to score to win. Uh, to to essentially win playoff games down the stretch when you're going up against guys like Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and Tom Brady. So that that signing is is a, is a little bit puzzling to me, but he will remain a Titan. Uh, in the in uh in the future, Calais Campbell Ravens traded for him. Essentially, they had not traded; they stole Calais Campbell from the Jaguars. Traded essentially a fifth round pick, and they got uh, a pretty damn good uh pass rusher uh for it. Uh, like the Ravens don't need any extra help being in being an AFC powerhouse, but they just got it with Calais Campbell. He is now a uh, Baltimore Raven. Uh, Devin McCourty resigns with the New England Patriots. Um, one of the uh, not definitely. I mean, he's a, he's a good corner. Granted, not the best corner on his team. Of course, that title would have to go uh, to his partner in crime, and I'm not talking about his twin brother, uh, uh, Jason McCourty. I'm talking about. Uh, the defensive player of the year and uh Stefan Gilmore. But um he resigns with the Patriots. Patriots should have a pretty decent defense heading into the twenty twenty season. Problem will be though, uh can they retain Brady and if they do, are they gonna give Brady some decent weapons uh to work with in order for him to kinda make that la- have in order for Brady to ba- basically have his uh Last run, his last ride, his last uh, huzzah as a quarterback in the National Football League, winning what would be a record uh, seventh Super Bowl championship. So, uh, but as far as the Brady saga, we're just going to have to wait and see. We got plenty of time to talk about it since there's going to be no sports. But um, but I'll give you my thoughts on Brady. I'll give you my thoughts on who to blame with this coronavirus epidemic in the next episode. And who knows, might have a guest or two on. So uh, stay tuned for that. But until then, thank you for listening to another episode of the Yamatelka TIS podcast. I'm your host, Jai Shields. Follow me on Twitter at, at the J Shield. Follow the show on Twitter at Amatel underscore it T-I is. Share with your friends and family. Share, listen, subscribe. You got plenty of time to do it. Take care. Stay safe. Don't get sick, everybody. Take care. Talk to y'all later.